Some people might have been confused watching Wednesday evening's presidential town hall on CNN. Chris Cuomo appeared to have a makeup malfunction. On the middle of his forehead was a noticeable smudge of black, appearing to look something like a cross. As I sat watching the Charleston town hall, I too had black ashes smeared on my forehead. Former Vice President Joe Biden's makeup artist had him all cleaned up and looking bright and shiny for the cameras. But I'm pretty sure I could still see the faintest outline of a cross on his forehead. In the life of the church on Wednesday, we started with Lent, with a reminder that we are formed from the dust, and to the dust we return. In life and in death, we are entirely dependent on the grace of God. The word Lent comes from an old English word, which simply means springtime. And Ryan, in his Ash Wednesday noontime homily, helpfully had us consider this penitential season as a kind of spring cleaning, a time to tidy up and get rid of the things that are keeping us from drawing closer to God, drawing closer to our neighbor, and even to ourselves. During his sermon, I thought of Marie Kondo's philosophy of the life-changing magic uh, for tidying up our homes. She teaches us to get rid of those things that do not bring us joy, right? I've not read her book, that's what she does, doesn't she? Good. And I think she's onto something, Kondo. I don't know that cleaning up your house will change your life. It might. But at the end of the day, the Christian life, the life of drawing ever closer to the mystery of God in Christ, is about joy. So as we begin this 40-day journey, and of course we choose 40 days based off of our gospel reading tonight, Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days, Israel was in the wilderness for 40 years, 40 turns up a lot in the Bible. But let's remember during these days that we're preparing ourselves, we're getting ready to enter more fully into Easter joy, because the climax of this spring season, Lent is spring, the climax of it all is the victory and splendor of Jesus' resurrection life. And the assurance for us, each one of us, that nothing can separate us from God's life. Nothing in this life, nothing in our death can ultimately cut us off from God's abundant life. But if we're going to live into those rhythms, if we're going to claim that Easter joy in our own life and in the depths of our soul, the kind of life that Christ intends for us, we'll need to spend some time in the desert or in the wilderness tidying up, doing some spring training, some exercise with our souls. And think about the desert that Jesus entered into. It's without distraction. It's quiet. 
and we live in New York City. So this is going to take some work. We tend to fill every square inch with noise. And any number of studies are showing that despite our high estimations of ourselves as brilliant multitaskers, we're really just distracted all the time. So in order for us to really do the work that the season calls for, the work of self-examination, the work of repentance, which means to turn around, look another way, and walk in it, if we're to do that work so that we can grow and change and find joy, we'll need to create some desert space in our lives and look honestly at the dark places in ourselves that need to be exposed to the pure light of Christ's mercy. And it will only be in the silence of our hearts that we'll discover Christ's desire and Christ's power to heal us and to save us. All of the healing and saving so that we can share his joy the life that he shares with the Father from before time and throughout all ages. At the moment, I'm reading the New York City Jesuit Jim Martin, James Martin. Some of you might know him. Uh, he's, uh, I first came to discover Jim not because uh, I'm a book nerd, even though I am that, but because he was the chaplain to the Colbert Report. Uh, Stephen claimed him as his chaplain. Uh, smart Jesuit. I'm reading his book about his first visit to the Holy Land. It's called Jesus, a Pilgrimage. And I'm reading it because I'm soon to make my first trip to the Holy Land along with Ava on Friday. So pray for us. Father Martin tells us that once he was so frustrated about an unhealthy aspect of his personality that he knelt on the floor and he begged God to change him as quickly as Jesus once changed the man with the unclean spirit. Jim writes, after an hour waiting, I rose from the floor, the same person as before. A few months later, he shared this with his spiritual director, his spiritual coach. And he asked, why wouldn't God heal me as quickly as Jesus had healed the man in the synagogue? Who was God to me? If God couldn't do this, the spiritual director pointed to a tree outside the window. See that tree? He asked. Martin nods his head. What color is it? Green. It's a green tree, Father Martin responds. In the fall, it will be brilliantly red, says the spiritual director, and no one sees it change. This Lent, in these 40 days, we have the gift of an invitation to place ourselves before the flame of the living God and slowly, mysteriously, like a tree changing colors in the fall, we can grow into the full stature of Jesus Christ. We can be changed. We can grow. If we'll open ourselves to the workings of grace, God will heal us of whatever it is that's holding us back 
from living fully and freely. And the promise is that at Easter, we'll know the joy of resurrection life.